Welcome to Hope from the Front Lines. Each week, we peek beyond the headlines, finding stories of struggle. 17 years ago, there hasn't been too much change. Just a few small wage bumps until mid-March of this year. But what are the barriers standing in the way of that? On this episode, two home Even without a pandemic. In this episode, one home caregiver uses her investigative instincts to keep residents in a group home in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. Come on, let's go. Y'all need to share this. Well, I got a find out from the news that a resident from our facility died. That's yet to see a flattening of the curve. Most hospitals here have resumed elective surgeries, and some are allowing visitors again. Behind the doctors and challenging staying worry-free while on the clock. In this episode, hospital workers speak out about the challenges of staying safe. We've come to the halfway mark of our first season of Hope from the Frontlines. I'm series producer Maurice Basalen, and in this episode, we take a look back at a few of the season's highlights. In each episode, we have introduced you to Chicago caregivers working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic to care for our children, seniors, and disabled, all while placing themselves and their families at risk. Let's take a listen back. Marisol had tested positive for the coronavirus. In Lost Pay, episode one of the series, journalist Aidan Kent reports on an in-home caregiver who contracted the COVID-19 virus while on the job, but received no sick leave when she had to quarantine to protect her clients. She had placed her own health at risk to care for others and now was suffering hardship. She is terrified for her family and she has no idea how she'll pay her bills. Marisol's contract with her company only gives her a week of paid vacation, and she doesn't get any paid sick leave. She says she wishes that the company would have more of a conscience that this is their job and offer them the protections that they need to get through this. The decision to open my program again is not only my decision. You know, it is the decision of my husband, it is the decision of my sons, because they are affected. In episode two of the series, Child Care, Crisis Mode, producer Erica Carbajal examines the challenges faced by daycare providers as they attempt to reopen during the pandemic. For America's economy to recover, it will be essential that parents returning to work have safe childcare options. That's Bryn Siebert. She's the vice president of the child care division at the Service Employees International Union. We, you know, talk about our economic recovery, um, that, you know, expanding access to, you know, affordable, high quality child care is um, really going to be essential to helping parents reenter the workforce. I wanted to help individuals. I just wanted to make a difference in somebody else's life. I wasn't even uh, thinking about the pay or the money. It was just something that I could wake up and say, you know, I want to go to work this, this morning. In group homes for the developmentally disabled, the spread of COVID-19 is faster and deadlier than in almost any other population. 
and Detective Caregiving, Episode 3 of Hope from the Front Lines, producer Ari Mejia profiles Tanya, a group home caretaker whose careful attention to her clients helped her immediately identify when COVID-19 struck her facility. Shortly after that, she noticed the change in her house. And right after he left, I noticed that the clients, all of six of them, they were sleeping a lot. And this house became real quiet. And I got really concerned about that. Tanya was diligently taking temperatures and staying on top of symptoms. She was the first to notice one of the residents' temperature of 104 degrees. He and two others were taken to the ER. All three tested positive. Baker House was now a hot house. They allow us to work with that resident and didn't let us know, which means that we worked with him as if it was a, a regular day. No mask, no gargles, just your basic gloves when you go in there to do his care. In episode four of the series, A Failure to Communicate, I examine how the lack of transparency regarding the transmission of coronavirus in nursing homes is having deadly consequences. When Tanika Somerville, a certified nursing assistant, tried to expose the problem, it likely cost her her job. Tanika, a self-described whistleblower, says she paid the price for speaking up. Call me a whistleblower. I don't care. But the families need to know what's going on in these nursing homes. That's Tanika in another Facebook Live recording. Make a long story short, I got fired today. In the video, she stares directly into the camera with tears streaming down her face. Ever since this pandemic has hit, it's been one slap in the face after another. We are not getting the recognition that we deserve. Episode 5 of Hope from the Front Lines is Judith McRae's Divided We Stand. A close look at how three employees at Chicago's Northwestern Hospital are fighting for a safe work environment fair compensation, and respect during this national health crisis. When the pandemic hit, he and his co-workers responded like a team. Everybody stepped up and we were doing frontline work in regards to something that no one knew anything about. We were listening to what the CDC said and they said you should mask up, wear the proper PPE, hand wash and all of that. Getting PPE coming out the gate was a problem. In, in situations where a person should have had an N95 mask, they were just given a regular mask, which was not what the CDC guidelines was recommending. And there were a lot of people that showed up for work every day, and they weren't properly recognized. That old cliche saying you signed up for this, this is your job. None of us signed up to die. In episode six of the series, journalist Courtney Smyers-Jones introduces us to hospital workers Bernita Drayton and Caprice Nevels, both calling for greater safety protocols as COVID-19 rates continue to surge. We have opened to visitors right now. And for visitors, they have one visitor per day. I guess it's okay because people do need to see someone. It helps with your healing. But at the same time, then give me what I need to protect me. Make the visitors follow all of the guidelines and rules that you have in place for them. That's not happening. 
We want to be safe. Just keep us safe. I'm Courtney Smyers-Jones with Hope from the Frontlines. We'd like to thank all of our loyal listeners who have been following the series from the beginning. And for those of you who are new to Hope from the Frontlines, what are you waiting for? Take a listen back to previous episodes and subscribe to the series wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining Hope from the Frontlines. Our series is produced by Juneteenth Productions with funding support from the McCormick Foundation. Join us next week for another story of struggle, passion, and strength from essential caregivers of color protecting Chicago's most vulnerable during this COVID-19 pandemic. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. Do you have a story to share? Join us in the ongoing conversation on our Facebook page, Hope from the Frontlines. Lines.